Blog Talk Radio. We're giving you the knowledge and the power to legally stand. Hey, Blog Talk listeners, this is S.E. S.E. on this beautiful Saturday. Okay, now I say beautiful Saturday. I have to remind myself that I am in Tampa, Florida, and you may be in North Dakota. This week we had snow in 49, I'm sorry, let me change that, 47 states except Florida. All of the lower 48 minus Florida had snow. And I can tell you today it's a beautiful 75 degrees. Sun is shining. I just had my morning ride. Everything is great. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Well, listen. I promised you last week we were going to be talking about the mysteries of the W-4. Now, what is the W-4? The W-4 is something that most of us don't pay attention to, but it allows for many of our tax dollars to come out of our paychecks. The W-4 is the Employee Withholding Allowance Certificate. Now, This week, I was supposed to have had several guests on, and I actually have an engagement afterwards that I have to go to, so we're actually going to cut the show short a little this week. But our guests, instead of them coming on, uh, what slipped my mind was, I want to bring you the issues that matter most to your wallet, but I have to remember the issues that I'm bringing to you are issues that are timely, These timely issues affect not just me, but they affect you and they affect our guests as far as calling in. Most of our guests would have been CPAs or people in the tax business. Well, this is their busiest time of the year. They're very busy now with those, um, your W, uh, I know what I'm talking about. Your W-2 is coming out in order for you to get your taxes done. Well, a lot of um, buy, not buy here, pay here, I'm thinking cars now. A lot of the rapid refund is going on now. And uh, the IRS is, of course, gearing up for the end of the month. They put a you know request out basically that if you're going to itemize deductions, uh, if you would wait a little until the 30th because they're trying to update their systems because at the end of last year, the the extension on the two year as far as as far as income uh, and those um, increases they did not take effect. So the IRS was gearing up for those changes to go into effect, and when they didn't, they had to reset or change their computers back to the old way. So, but those taxes are being filed, or those re, those CPAs are actually filing those taxes now to get them out and set up. But we wanted to have some guests on to tell you about the W-4. Now, what a few of them did was really nice of them. They were not able to appear on the show because they're working this weekend. However, they sent in some questions that I posed to them and they gave me some answers to them, and I'm going to pose those to you. Now, uh, during the week, if you are on our Twitter, and that is, we are at, it's Legally Steal. If you're on Twitter, Legally Steal, you can follow us there. 
and you'll get tweets throughout the week. But if you've been following our Twitters, our tweets, what you have been seeing is, are you giving the government a tax-free loan or an interest-free loan? Now, what does that mean? How can you give the government an interest-free loan? Well, this little document that I'm talking about, the W-4, most people do not see this document but once. And, of course, the IRS recommends you update it every year because your situation will change. You may have another child. You may have another reason to file another exemption. You may get married. You may lose a job. So this thing changes every year. You should update it every year, but most people don't. Most people will work on a job, and they will fill out that W-4 once, and that's when they get hired. And beyond that, they never touch it again. Well, the IRS, this, this W-4 is a document that your employers have no control over. They simply report on the W-3 to the government. And that's another, it's like your W-2, your W-3, your W-4. We hear W-4 and W-2. We don't hear W-3s. Employers know what W-3s are. They have to fill this, fill out this document and file it to the government. And that basically pays, they're paying their share of your payroll taxes. You're paying yours out of your check, and you get your check stub, and you notice on there your FICA and your federal income tax withheld. That's coming out as a result of your W-4. Well, if you don't fill your W-4 out properly, you're giving a tax-free, interest-free loan to the government by way of federal income tax withheld. They will withhold enough money out of your paycheck or more than enough money out of your paycheck and then at the end of the year, the way I liken it to is I give you my money to play with all year long and you compound interest on it daily, and then I have to beg for crumbs back at the end of the year, i.e., my tax refund. Your tax refund, you're getting your refund because you've paid more into the federal income tax with hell, or you have earned income credit, and that's another story, um, one of the things we call welfare capitalism, but that's another story. We can get into that later. But this W-4 is a very, very, very vital document to your overall living situation financially. If you don't feel this thing out right, you're giving away this money, which means you're not bringing this money home in your paycheck every week, every two weeks, every month, however you get paid, however your your employer pays you. This money is deducted from your paycheck, and if you don't have enough allowances, then you are giving too much money. I've seen people with children. Years ago, I used to have a consulting business, and I used to talk to people about actually tax tax planning on the initial stages, and then I would refer them to a CPA or an accountant to do the rest of it. But... I've known people who were head of household, three children, but filing single zero. Single zero. Oh, by the way, single employees throughout the country, single employees have the highest tax bracket of any group. Single employees have the highest tax bracket of any group. 
and that is because the government feels that the only person that you have to take care of is yourself. So since you have to take care of yourself and no one else, then we can tax you a little higher. Well, there are several ways around that. And, of course, everything that I'm telling you here is from learned knowledge and information that I've received from talking with others, but always, at any time, always, verify my information, check my information, and you can do that by finding a local CPA, local accountant, or contacting the IRS. I want to make sure that you're bringing home more money in your wallet every week instead of letting the government hold on to it. Because there's this whole money system out there that the average person has no clue of. You have no clue. But your money is being quadrupled uh, daily, and you don't get any of that money back. Matter of fact, you have to beg for it back by way of your 1040EZ, 1040A, or 1040. Those are the single filers documents or married couple documents that you have to file to the IRS, and most most of you know what I'm talking about. But you need to check your W-4. When you go to work on Tuesday, if you are graced to have the holiday, Martin Luther King's holiday, off on Monday and you go to work on Tuesday, go to your HR department and look at your W-4. Find out what is on it. Now, be cautious because one of the – one of the questions uh, that one of the CPAs sent in, and I'm going to read it out to you for your benefit, one of the myths, this myth is my employer decides how much to withhold, and I'll tell you her name a little later, but my, my employer decides how much to withhold. Well, that's not true. Your employer is only going to follow the IRS tables and take out exact and take out the exact amount he has to he or she has to based on the income from the for the pay period and the W4 information you gave them. They have your employer has no discretion over how much you take out. Now, here's another myth. If I take over 10 allowances, my employer will notify the IRS. No. They're not going to pick up the phone and say, IRS, we have this person here. They're claiming over 10 allowances. Uh, you need to come and look at them. No, it doesn't work that way. You can claim 10 allowances, and this is what I know from experience. A single filer, you're paying out a ton of money. However, you can do your, your W-4 whenever you need to. You don't have to do this at the beginning of the year. We're bringing it on this show because I want to hear, I want you to go in and check this month. But you can do this anytime your situation changes. Go to your HR department, request a copy of your, your W-4, and fill out a new one. But you can uh, take over 10 allowances. I've seen people do 10 the first half of the year. They would do 10 allowances the first half of the year, and then they would go back to filing zero the second half of the year. That means each time, the more allowances you have in your W-4 that you are claiming, that's more money that you're going to bring home in your paycheck, ergo less money that the government is going to take out of your paycheck. Now, again, verify this information. Contact the IRS, contact the CPA, 
but this is your money we're talking about. So these are things that you need to be aware of every time you get your paycheck. Another myth that uh, people don't don't realize is your employer can tell you how many allowances you can take. Well, when I did work for Corporate America and I did file a W-4, I wasn't self-employed, in filing that W-4, I walked into HR and I requested from the HR director information on filing my W-4. And she looked at me and said, I can't tell you that. Only you can put that information down. So you can't go to your w- to your HR manager and see if they're going to help you file this. This is purely on you, okay, because once the government takes the money out or, you know, they don't take enough money out, then either at the end of the year one of two things is going to happen. Well, one of three things. You're going to break even. You're not going to owe the government anything. You're not going to get a refund. You're going to get a refund, which means the government owes you money. Or the dreaded, you're going to have to write a check to the IRS because they didn't take out enough money. Now, this is me speaking on this, and I will tell you this. I would rather write a check to the IRS than receive a check from the IRS. Now, a lot of people may think I'm crazy, but if you go and do the research on your tax dollars and find out how your money is being utilized, you will agree with me. I would rather write the IRS a check than receive a check from the IRS. How do you think wars are paid for? How do you think our government is run? It's done because of taxes, the taxes that they take out of your paycheck based on the information that you give them on your W-4. This is very, very, very important. You don't hear about it. You don't hear people talking about it. You only hear about this stuff once a year, and that's right around tax time, this time of the year. But after April 15th, tax day, you don't hear about this information anymore. The government's not going to come out and tell you, well, listen, John Q. employee or Jane Jane employee, you should take out more allowances because there go you don't pay us as much money throughout the year. They're not going to tell you that. They're leaving it on you to do it. And when you do it, chances are you make a mistake and the government takes more money. So remember that. I would file I used to file on mine a higher allowance throughout the year. And one year I only owed the government ten dollars. That was great with me because you didn't take my money throughout the year, 365 days of the year, compound interest on it, make money on my money, and then give me back what I can justify in filling out my 1040, my 1040A, okay, or my, God forbid, 1040EZ. Single people, start a business. Start a business, okay? There are a lot of things that you can do to write off. Now, we have that show coming up on the beginning of February. You definitely want to tune in. February February the 5th, you want to tune in to the Legally Steel Show because we're going to be talking about starting a business and the benefits of starting a business and how it can work for you. Because if you start a business, let's say an LLC, uh, today you get to write off everything for the year. When I say write off, 
there are certain allowances. Now, you have to show that you made some money from a business transaction. How much money is that? <laughs> the IRS doesn't tell you you have to make $100. If you made $1 from a business transaction, you made money. There you go. You can file everything that you've done as far as business expenses. Those things can be filed against against your income that you're working for corporate on your corporate job. Again, verify. Verify this information. But I've done it, and I've been audited before, so I know this from experience. My audit wasn't as bad as people think it is. But I was working my full-time job, but I had a consulting job uh, uh, business on the side. And as I transacted business, my gas mileage, my eating, my travel, all of that was deducted. All of my office expenses they were deducted against my income from my job. So I had business loss my first year in business. I made about $2,300 the first year, but I had about a $12,000 business loss. And that that went against my personal or my income from my job. So there are several ways around it. But we'll talk about that show at that time, February the 5th. But now, back to the W-4. I do want you to understand how important this is. This is really, really important that you are giving away a ton of your money every month, every paycheck, and you have to beg for it back at the end of the year. So do your research. There's a ton of material out there for you to find, and you can research it and look at it and see what's on the, what's on, what you need to be doing as far as keeping as much money in your pocket. Now, the IRS gives you instruction. Every form that the IRS uses, they have instructions that come along with it. The W-4 has instructions. But if any of you have ever decided to pick up one of those forms or publications from the IRS, it reads like you are reading a foreign language and you are not accustomed to it. Who writes this stuff? I have no idea, but I'm a very smart man, and I have difficulties reading and understanding and you know, putting things together of what the IRS wants. So most people will have that same issue. When you do that, there's nobody there to talk to you about it. There's no one to tell you what you need to do. You have to pretty much wing it unless you you know, pay for an attorney or pay for a, a tax attorney, a CPA, or an accountant to help you with it, and most time it's not worth the money that you pay them on just to fill out your W-4, but you need to get some advice on it. Check around, talk with individuals, and find out what's the best way to go about it because you want to keep your money throughout the year, okay? Uh, I mean, how many of us are living paycheck to paycheck if we only had an extra 50 or or $100 in our paycheck a month? Well, look at your W-4 on, on Tuesday. Look at your W-4 and see what what it is that you're doing or you may not be doing. Here's another situation, a myth. I'm supposed to take one allowance for each person in my family. You probably want to take more allowance if you have a bigger family, but withholding allowances and, de- and dependency exemptions are not the same thing. Take as many allowances. Here's the, that was the myth. Now, here's the solution to it. Take as many allowances as you need 
to have the right amount withheld. What is that? What is that right amount? I don't know. <clears throat> I have no idea. I'm not in your situation. But I can tell you, taking more allowances put more money in your paycheck. Taking less allowances causes headaches for you later. Now, here's another problem that I've seen people do. They will file exempt. Well, here's the thing. When you file exempt on your W-4, at some point, everything that you file has to be proven. Okay? Everything that you file has to be proven. Now, the IRS is not looking at you every day of the year to see what changes and what goes on. No, they don't care about that. Because I can tell you from going through my audit my audit years ago, no one's taxes are right. No one's taxes are correct. None. There are simply degrees of allowability. Okay? Because as the 308 million people that we have in America and probably 140 of those are working people, all 140 million of those working people's taxes are not correct. The IRS simply has degrees of allowability, things that you can get away with, things that they will not allow. So if you go to file an exemption, now remember, you file exempt on your W-4. You start working. You forget all about your W-4, which most of us will as soon as we leave HR and all the paperwork we had to fill out. We're going to forget it. We won't go back to that W-4 unless something changes, like we get married or we have a child. Other than that, we won't go back to it. But see, what happens if you take in your brother's children and you are providing care for them throughout the year? Uh, They now become allowances that you could use, but most of us won't. We'll forget all about it. And now, three, four years later, you receive a letter from the IRS that you've been filing exempt for four years. When you do that, now you have to prove why you've been filing exempt, even though your situation changed. And guess what? The IRS does not accept uh, my bad, oops, mistake. They don't accept that. If you put it down and you put your John Hancock to it, which you will, that now becomes a binding document of your word. You can change, listen to me, you can change your W-4 every month if you feel like it. It's yours. That's between you and the IRS. All your employer is supposed to do or your HR rep, all they're supposed to do is simply give you, simply give you the W-4. And that's it. I uh, got a question in off the chat line. If I'm single, how many people am I allowed to file by law? Well, there again, how many are you allowed to file by law? Honestly, your situation, just because you're single, you could be single and have children in your house. Okay, you could be single and, you know, you're dating, you have your boyfriend, you have a live-in boyfriend or whatever, a partner, and you guys have children in the house. You can take that. You may be single, but you're working two or, two or more jobs. Everything is dependent on the way your situation is assessed. So just simply look at the W-4, look at the instructions, and if they are too vague, contact the IRS. I say go to the source. If you can't go to the source, go to a third party, a third party being 
an accountant, accountant or CPA. I would go to a third-party source and find out what I should be doing. Uh, another question, how often do I change my filing status? Your filing status changed as it changes. So remember, you can file your W-4 anytime, anytime you can change it with your employer as much as you like. So if you are single the first six months of the year and in July you decide to have a, a, a mall wedding and now you're married and let's say you have a baby on the way, well, let's say by the end of the year you're now married, you and your husband both have jobs, or you and your partners both have jobs, and you have a child. Your child is born on the 31st of December. Well, I look at it like this. Um, yes, we all look and say, well, she had the child on December 31st. Great. But as far as I'm concerned, it was there were three people in that family for nine months before the child was born because it causes for extra care to take care of that child. So my thing is, file your allowances accordingly. I would rather, my advice is I would rather have a higher number of allowances where I would rather pay the government a check because I filed too many allowances and the government didn't take enough money out than right on the air of caution and not file enough allowances and then at the end of the year, I've been struggling throughout the whole year. That extra $200 I could have used or we could have used in the household, but I decided not to do it. And now at the end of the year, it's time for me to beg the government back for a refund. That doesn't work well. For, it doesn't work for me. It may work for you, but it doesn't work for me. So my suggestion is file more allowances. I would file eight allowances throughout the year. You may get down to the end of the year, and after you do your taxes, you might realize you only owe two hundred dollars. Well, you go back and do the math. If you had filed two, well, not enough allowances, and the government took out twelve hundred dollars of your money, but you only had to pay back two hundred, which is better? I don't want the government holding my twelve hundred dollars, or let me say more specifically, I don't want the IRS holding my twelve hundred dollars, making money on it daily, and then I may not get the twelve hundred back. At least I know throughout the year I have a chance to keep my money, and then at the end of the year I simply owe a little money and I paid a check to the IRS. And see, the beautiful thing of it is, let's say I owe $200. I don't have the whole $200 right now to pay. I'll send the IRS $50. I'll send them fee again in three weeks, another fee in two months. It's quite all right. You paid off your debt, but at least you had more money in your pocket. So these are the things that these are the things that I want you to look into for yourself. Okay, and of course we're going to take one more question, and then I'm going to give you a little information about things that are going on in the country around you, and things that you should be doing to make your situation better. And then I got to head out to an event. Uh, another question is, do I have to file my taxes every year, or can I file them the following year? Well, you have to file your taxes every year, okay? It's law. You have to file your taxes. By law, you have to file your taxes every year. Now, that's not to say you can't get an extension, 
but you have to file your taxes. I know years ago I was talking with with an attorney, and the attorney said to me, and I don't know if this has changed or not because this is one of the questions that came in off the chat line, but what the attorney told me was it's against the law for you not to file your taxes. It's not against the law for you not to pay what you owe. It's against the law for you not to file your taxes. So you have to file your taxes every year. If you're not working, you don't have to file taxes because you have no reportable income. Notice I said reportable income. Because remember, your 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 employer, they want to send in information on that W-3 form to employer, letting your employer know that the person has worked here this year, we're paying our portion of their payroll taxes, and we pay them money. Okay, so you have to file your taxes every year, but if you're not working or you don't have any reportable income, let's say you, okay, cut lawns. You don't cut them for a living, but you just cut them to, you know, keep change in your pocket. That's one of those situations where the government says if you make anything over $100, you have to file it. Okay, I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm not going to give any advice on that because the last thing I want is to have the IRS breathe down my neck again. I dealt with them before. They're not as ugly and as scary as you think they are, but I didn't like the experience. So I'm not going to address that. All I'm saying is <laughs> what the law says is you make over $600 a year, it has to report it to the IRS. See, the IRS is looking at doing something now. In this new, um, not the health care bill, not the health care law, I think it was the health care law. I think it is the health care law. One of the things that they're looking at doing, and it's already a part of it, and it's, um, it's probably going to be repealed or somebody's going to do something about it, but the IRS is saying that they're losing over $300 billion a year in unclaimed or unreceived income. How is that? Well, what one of the things well one of the things they're looking at rectify to rectify that situation is to make every vendor every vendor file a ten ninety nine. Now, how does that affect you? Let's say you go down to AT and T store, or you know the iPhone's coming to Verizon, and you decide to get the thirty two gig phone. You just want to pay for it. Well. If you do that, you're going to have to – they're going to have to give you a 1099 or one way or the other, but you're going to have to – most stores, you don't have a problem with that. Let's say that, let's change the situation and say it's a smaller vendor. If I did this with you and you did over $600 worth of business with me, I have to show that you did over $600 worth of business with me and, say, and give that information to the IRS. So I can see that being a paper a paperwork nightmare for some companies, for some businesses, for small businesses. That that kind of stuff can put you out of business. But the government is saying, claiming that they're losing over three hundred billion dollars a year, so they want their money. So these are things, little things. Taxes is such a such a dynamic issue, and if you do not pay attention to it, which most people don't, if you do not pay attention to it. Either you're going to ride the horse or the horse is going to ride you. It's your call. But I suggest you do as much research as you can, talk to as many people as you can about your W-4. It's a very important document, very. I hope I've stressed that message to you. 
that it's a very important document that you need to pay attention to. If you're working for a company and you file, you are a W-2 employee and you file the W-4, check your W-4 on Tuesday morning or Monday morning, whichever comes first. Check your W-4 to make sure that you're filing the right allowances. And if you're traditionally getting a refund back every year, now, I'm not talking about the earned income credit. The earned income credit is you're going to get a refund because you have children and things like that, people that you're taking care of that qualify for earned income credit. Now, that amount is by itself. I'm talking about the amount that the that your employer subtracts from your check. It's called federal, federal income tax withheld, FITW. You'll see it on your, on your, on your check stub. This is the amount that I'm talking about. If they are taking more money out of your check every month and you're getting a big refund back at the end of the year, even if you threw in earned income credit and you're getting a big refund back at the end of the year, you need to do the W-4 and adjust that a little bit. Again, it will reduce your refund amount, but it will also put more money in your pocket during the month. Okay, now I'm going to switch to something I touched on last week. Most of you know that I am a big, big, big supporter of credit unions. This week, I told you a little bit about it last week, but it was all over the news this week. Banks are changing. They are raising fees on different things because the last financial bill that the government passed that the president signed into law last year, it hurt a lot of banks because they regulated how much they could charge for credit cards, late fees and all this overcharges, over overage fees and different things. Well, banks are losing money, so they have to make their money up some type of way. What are they doing? Free checking is almost a thing of the past. Matter of fact, by the end of this month, you probably won't even hear free checking anymore, at least not from the banks. Credit unions, join a credit union. I'm not telling you. I'm really asking you. I really am. I know it sounds like I'm telling. Join a credit union. Do it Tuesday. Monday is a federal holiday. Do it Tuesday. Join a credit union. Become a member. And guess what, guys? They don't have uh, fees on their checking accounts. <laughs> you can actually go in and become a member and get a checking account where you're not having to pay a fee. And most of them are sizable enough that they have buses or ATM machines around the town or they are in some type of partnership with a bank where you can use the ATM and not pay ATM fees, okay? Do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for your wallet. Remember, I like bringing you things that matter most to your wallet. And, guys, I'm getting ready to sign off. Uh, if you haven't gotten the book, uh, please go to our website, legallysteal.info. Go get you a copy of my book. Also, I have another book coming out, and it's going to be focused for credit union, focused on credit union. It's called The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way. However, next week's show, we're going to be talking about that refund that you're going to get and what are you going to do with it. If you decide to buy a car, you definitely want to tune in next week because we're talking about how to use your refund effectively on your car deal. Next week's show, refund and your car purchase. Make sure you tune in. Well, as always, it's fun and it's great. I love being here. love doing this with you. Love your questions. you have any more, please hit us up. Check out our blog, bit.ly slash LSS 
blog, or you can check us out on iTunes. iTunes, if you missed the show today or you want to listen to it later, you can either go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-S-S radio, or you can go to bit.ly dot L-Y slash L-S-S iTunes. And you can download this to your iPhone, to your podcast, and check it out. Bringing you information that matter most to your wallet. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where I'm giving you the knowledge and skills to legally steal your next purchase. Peace, and see you next weekend.